episode of Scammer Stories, we're going to change things up a bit, have a little bit of fun. Instead of what not to do while online dating, let's talk about what you should do from someone who knows a lot about it. Let me introduce you to Daniel Harold. He's been on both sides of the difficult to navigate online dating world. Harold is the divorce dad on social media and his videos on TikTok are really taking off. Here are just a couple of quick snippets to give you an example of what you can expect. If you're an intentional dater, which means you know exactly what you want, you're looking for an exclusive committed relationship, and you match with someone who says one of these two things. Number one, well, I'm not sure exactly what I want. I just got on here. Or, you know, if I met someone on a date and there was super chemistry and I fell head over heels yeah, I'd be interested in a relationship. Both of those people are casual daters. They don't know what they want and you're wasting your time. And frankly, I'm a big believer that intentional daters and casual daters are like oil and vinegar. They just don't mix. So if you hear those answers, tell them thanks, but no thanks and move on. He also shares quotes. Here's my favorite. I'll never join one of those dating apps. I prefer to meet someone the old fashioned way through alcohol and poor judgment. That's for my friends who prefer to pick from a small pond. Daniel is also the founder of the International Dating Club. We'll have more details about that later. Plus, we're going to hear what some of you like and don't like. So stick with us for a few minutes on the difficult stuff. Tell us a little bit about where you're from and how you got involved in this. Well, I am uh, I'm originally from Tulsa, so I was born and raised here in Tulsa. And you know, my experience with dating and ultimately romance scammers um, really didn't start until after my divorce. I was married for 22 years and I was, gosh, I was, how old was I? Like 46 when I started dating for the very first time outside of dating my ex-wife. And so, you know, I like most people jump on the the dating apps and you obviously encounter people that, um, you know, aren't real. Some of those you kind of can flush out pretty early. And I never really had issues where I kind of went down the path with someone that ultimately was a romance scammer. What happened was I started to be a little bit more visible on social media through some things that I'm doing. And uh, people were using my photos and they were creating, you know, fake accounts on the dating apps and then ultimately starting to create fake Instagram and Facebook accounts. And so I kept getting these messages from women in my DMs saying, hey, is this you or someone has your photos? And, you know, I guess it's flattering a little bit (laughs) at the beginning, but, you know, it really started to bother me, particularly when there were some instances where some uh, women, unfortunately, had actually been scammed financially by people that they had built these relationships with uh, over a course of time and ended up, you know, giving money to the scammers. And so that's when I realized, okay, I got to I got to do something other than just block the accounts. And what were some of those stories that you heard from these women? What did they tell you? Well, they vary. I mean, I think, you know, what I've seen in the dating world, particularly with people that are diving into dating for the for the very first time after a long marriage, is you, you kind of don't know what you don't know. And you don't really understand the risks or even 
kind of how to pick up on something that's a little off. And, you know, the tactics of romance scammers, particularly on dating apps and, and social media, is to build this relationship with you virtually over the course of time. It, it could be anywhere from multiple weeks to months to even years building this relationship. And then ultimately, as you're getting to know each other, they have some crisis where they need money. And that's where the issue comes in or the problem comes in. Daniel learned quickly the nuances of the scamming world. And so, you know, there'd be some women that would catch it real early, you know, because they had either learned the tricks and the things that you need to do to kind of, you know, look out for that stuff. And there were other women, unfortunately, that had been caught into longer term relationships. And there was one woman from the Philippines, of all places, that connected with an Instagram account that was all my photos. I think by the time she figured it out, she was in, I think, about a six month relationship. So this account was using my photos for six months and um, she drained all of her life savings. I don't know the, the context of why he, you know, what, what the need was, but she ended up losing all of her money to this person. You know, once she finally realized it after she had given the money, then she started doing some searching. She found me. Wow. I almost feel like you've been kind of on both sides of this because you said you've noticed on the dating apps that there are so many scammers on there. Did you ever get any deeper than just the red flags on, on that side of it? Not really, because I'm not one of those guys that wants to carry on a virtual, you know, mm-hmm. if I'm at a date, I'm at a date. Yeah, <laughs> so, you're going to meet in person. You know, and yeah. Usually the first, yeah, and that's the first catch is, you know, if, you, if and the advice that I give a lot of my audience now is, you know, when you match with someone or even if you're having a social media connection and you feel like it's heading romantically faster than you can get on a phone call and particular video date or actually go on the date, the better. And so, you know, when I was on the dating apps and I'd match with people, I was looking to have conversations and go on dates. And so, you know, people that just weren't willing to do that, I knew pretty quickly that they weren't real. And how long were you on the dating apps? You know, it was probably about eight, I think 18 months. I mean, literally way too early. And then, uh, you know, got into a relationship and then got off. So I, I was enough to where you know, I was able to, and I was a serial dater, I'll be the first to admit it. So, I mean, I saw pretty much everything and it was kind of, kind of an expert on how to navigate them. Look, we're all busy these days. After I get home from a demanding job, sometimes I just want to veg. No time for vegging out, though, in the romance scam world. That's why I love Magic Mind. It's just one little shot of natural ingredients and I get the pick-me-up I need. I can't drink coffee all day and make it through the night, but I can take a shot of Magic Mind after lunch, and that gives me the boost I need for you guys a little later. And I depend on it now. The other day, I got to work without my Magic Mind shot, and I actually turned around and drove home. There are 12 special ingredients, but my favorite is the natural L-theanine. It reduces stress and anxiety. Working in a newsroom by day and a challenging topic, the podcast at night, this is a game changer. And you can get a discount. Go to www.magicmind.co slash scammer and enter the code SCAMMER20. You can get it shipped right to you. Obviously, if you look at the stats, it's actually kind of hard to say because You know, according to what's reported, they don't break it down by male, female, as far as who reports that they've been scammed. But in my experience, the majority of people that kind of voice it are women. However, I think that men, you know, just are too embarrassed to report it or even to speak their speak out and say, I've been victimized. And so it's probably a much larger number than, you know, what what we would think that of men getting scammed. But, you know, so there's a lot more in theory, there's a lot more scammers that 
purport to be men on the on the apps and through Instagram than women. But you can you can pick them out pretty quickly if once you get an eye for it. Okay, so you've you've got some things going on now. You've gotten really involved. Tell us about your your TikTok and your Facebook group and and some of the <laughs> things you're involved in because you've really dove in at first. I first created a divorce community and uh, to support people going through a divorce, and it kind of evolved into creating a, a dating community, particularly for people that are divorced and, and then dating, uh, because I just feel like there's a healthier way of doing it, and I feel like a lot of people don't know how to navigate it because they just haven't done it in, in decades. I think there's this frustration that is occurring amongst you know people that are really looking for a relationship and and that they're not just getting they're not getting good results. And so I don't think of myself as a coach, but more of an advocate trying to help educate people that hey, there is a safer way and there's a better way to to navigate online dating and dating you know in your 40s and and older. And part of that is, you know, not only learning how to navigate it with real life people, but also how to, you know, not overinvest and and how to really detect people that are trying to scam you. And as I've started to really dive into that part of the the dating space, you know, I'm just been educating myself on, you know, what really is is transpiring out there. You know, what are the tools that people can use? And, you know, are there advocacy groups, you know, that are helping educate? And so that's a big part of my platform because, you know, a large portion of my audience are women that are in their 40s, 50s, 60s. Many of them, I mean, that's a very high targeted age bracket for the romance scammers. And if you're vulnerable and if you're not in a good place emotionally, you know, it's, it's very easy to get drawn into these types of relationships. You and I both are kind of, uh, I guess you could call us a success story because I did online dating too and it worked for me. So, you know, of course, many of the listeners who are going to be listening to you right now are going to want to know how to do it. (laughs) What would you say? What worked for you and what didn't? I get this question every time. Mine was purely trial and error. It was me making a lot of mistakes and figuring out how to make good choices. And I really don't advise anybody to do that. (laughs) You know, hey, ladies. I got to fill you in on Davy Piper Intimates with premium clothing designed to make women feel as amazing as you are. Davy Piper's mission is a comfortable bra in every woman's wardrobe. Now, let me tell you about the latest item that I'm thrilled to be rocking in my closet. It's called the Carol Razorback Bra, and it's sea glass blue, one of my favorite colors. It's now my favorite bra. It's soft, but way more sturdy than all of the other sports bras that happen to be falling apart in my closet. My husband says it's also sexier. And something else that's unusual, it actually looks even better on in person than in the ads. How often do you experience that? Davy Piper is known for supportive wire-free bras made for hard-to-fit sizes, including special busty sizing for eat-eye cups. Go to DavyPiper.com and enter my special code, SCAMMER20, and you'll thank me later. I think what a lot of people do when they go back into dating uh, after a divorce or even the death of a spouse is they just don't educate themselves. And so we just have a propensity because the dating apps are so easily accessible that we sign up on a dating app, build a profile, and we're off to the races. And, you know, you're just going to get chewed up and spit out if you take that approach. And I always advise the people that I engage with is, 
before you even get on the dating apps, educate yourself. You know, the more knowledge that you have on how to navigate it in a healthy and safe manner, um, the better experiences that you're going to get. And what that means is being able to read the cues on the front end as you're even at the point of swiping and choosing who you swipe with to those initial conversations of figuring out people that aren't aligned with you in terms of your values or intentions. And with that comes also, you know, the romance gaming too, being able to identify and learning the tricks and the tools to identify a romance scammer real early in the process. Because the earlier that you can filter out all those bad apples, the ones that are misaligned, the ones that aren't as serious as you, the ones that are fake and trying to ultimately scam you, the better experience you're going to have. You're just going to filter them out real early. And so, you know, I kind of went through it and, and kind of bounced from, you know, day to day to try to figure out how to figure out if someone's healthier or not, or is this a good investment on my time? I don't advise that to people. It's, you're never going to be able to, you know, bat 100%. But, you know, if you at least develop some of the knowledge and the tools on the front end, then um, you can greatly enhance your experience um, real early in the process. Yeah, and that's interesting about the value process because, like, my best friend, she's single for the first time, and I'm trying to talk her into getting on the dating apps. And the pictures, like, let's say Tinder, the pictures that she would swipe on for her and the pictures that I would swipe on for her are completely separate. She goes for, like, younger shirtless guys, and I go for, like, the guys our age who look like they're professionals. And I'm just like, don't pick those guys. A shirt is good. You know, and a lot a lot of it is where you are because, I mean, look, in most cases, when people come out of a trauma like a divorce, they're not ready for a relationship. And, you know, if you've been married for 20, 30, 40 years, you may want to experiment a little and say, well, okay, what, what about dating a younger woman or an older woman or a younger man or an older man? Or and, and I think that that's perfectly fine to have kind of a casual exploratory phase in your dating. Just know what it is. You know, don't don't be stupid enough to, to try to, you know, get into relationships when you're really trying to start trying to figure it out and be upfront and direct with the people that you date, because there's people that are at different stages than you are. And it's not fair for me. Guys do this a lot where a guy may say, yeah, you know, I, I am looking for a relationship, but their actions at the end of the day really don't represent that. And women get burned because they have already gotten to that point where they very clearly know what they want. They want a long-term, monogamous, exclusive relationship. And someone purports that they either don't know or, yeah, I think that if I, if I met the right person, I would. And in truth, you know, those are cues that they aren't because someone that really knows what they want can, can explicitly say that. And so, you know, to the example that you just described, there's lots of people that, and I think it's perfectly fine to have that exploratory, have fun, meet lots of people type phase, just know what it is and make sure that if an intentional dater comes along your way, that's looking for something more serious, just give them the respect to let them know where you are. And if there's not alignment there, then it's probably not wise to go on a date with them. And I love that you bring up that some people are looking for a relationship. Why is that taboo? Why can't, you know, oh, she's looking for a relationship. All of a sudden, women feel like they can't say that because men will be scared away. I'm like, at our age, what? <laughs> I don't get it. I feel like, um, I don't know. There's just a, a lot of times people feel like they're on the defensive if, women, if people are very vocal about this is what I'm looking for. And I, I'm quite the contrary. I'm like, look, I think it's, it's important to 
if you know what you want, then why not, even at the, at the dating profile level, state it? I mean, you don't want to state something that's negative and you want to spin a positive to it. This is what I'm looking for in the next chapter of my life. And I think that's fair to say that explicitly, whether it's on the, at the profile level or when you first have that encounter. And because what you do, what you figure out really quickly is whether there's alignment. I mean, if you clearly state and know what you want and then you ask them, and they can't articulate that, or they're like, oh, yeah, I want what you want. I mean, those are clear cues that there's misalignment, and you're probably wasting your time. And so there's a lot of coaching that's out there that says don't be so direct. But look, you know, when you're 45, 55, 65, you're not messing around. If you know what you want, state it, and you will find men and women that you encounter that will be very receptive to you being direct and open and honest, and they're looking for the exact same thing. I like the point that you said earlier, too, about, you know, make it a, you know, state what you want, but try and put a positive spin on it. Don't be negative. Like, I'm not looking for drama. I'm not looking for haters. You know, just that's not the way to word it. Just be a little bit more creative. I see it all the time. And both from men who say the drama and then women that say, you know, if you're looking just for sex, you know, swipe left. I mean, they, they put it in the profile and I can tell you it's, if, if a woman is an example, let's use that as an example. If you're just looking for hookups, swipe left. If you put that explicitly because you put it because you're getting a lot of encounters of men like that. Right. But if you put that in there, it's going to do two things. Number one is the intentional dater that's looking for exactly what you are, the man, is going to read that and say, boy, she's not emotionally healed, and this clearly triggers, I'm swiping left. I don't want to deal with that. So you're losing what you want. And the hookup guys, not all cases, but in some, see that as a challenge. And they'll swipe right on you to see if they are able to ultimately do exactly what you don't want them to do. So it actually, you know, any type of negativity in a dating profile or even in those early conversations of what you don't want is in most cases going to backfire on you. And it's better to flip it around and say, this is exactly what I want and cast a vision of what you're looking for. And that's going to be more attractive. So my boss went through a divorce recently and we did this thing called Tender Party. We just made up that name. I love that idea because here's the thing. You may think, oh, this is I mean, we all have pictures of ourselves that are like, oh, we love this. I love this picture. This looks good for me. But it may not look good for someone on a dating app. You know, it may be too far out or it's a picture of you with sunglasses or, you know, whatever it might be. And it's good to get an opinion of particularly people of the opposite sex to say, hey, this is a great this is you in a great picture. You should be definitely have this. So. I think that's a, that's a great idea. It was funny because his... That could be like a moneymaker if you think yeah. about it. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> you're right. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. I love that idea. His favorite picture is one of my the ones I hate the most. And he was like, I really like this picture. I said, your forehead looks really large in this picture. <laughs> Please don't use it. We See, had a... But he wouldn't think otherwise. Yeah. I mean, or maybe him fishing. You know, like everybody hates the fishing photos. Uh... And I honestly think that guys put them up there because, well, this was a... This was a fun, memorable experience for me. I mean, I really think that's why they put them up there. And so this shows me my element. Well, but it's such a big turnoff for women. And if he would have heard, and a lot of guys just don't know. And if they would have heard that on the front end, they would have never put the picture up. So I think that's great. But I I do, uh, I fall for the puppy pictures and the pet pictures. (laughs) 
You know, there actually is, there have been a number of surveys and studies that have been done that someone with a picture of a pet is more likely to get swiped right and get more attention than others than without. So, I mean, it's a proven statistic that it draws more people in. Yeah. I mean, my dog is cute, of course. On my TikTok, right. I'll, I'll have a video of me. No one will pay any attention to it, but I'll put my dog on there, teeny, and all of a sudden people are watching it. I'm like, okay, fine. There you go. Uh, right. So tell us about your TikTok. That's been really popular. Have you had a lot of response from that? It has. You know, it's funny because I'm like the old guy that was on Instagram kind of building this community and thinking, ah, TikTok is for teenagers. And all my teenage daughters at the time are on it. And um, I started, I kind of jumped over there. This was about, it wasn't quite a year ago. This was like back in October and started to see some actual, some actual real content that was put on TikTok of from coaches and people providing advice. And I decided that, um, okay, well, maybe I'll just go over there and, and give it a try. And through a little bit of trial and error, man, it just took off. Uh, it's so addictive and, you know, so interesting that I think the largest population of new users, which TikTok last reported is getting eight new users per second, eight users per second. And I think the largest demographic is 40 and over. And so I didn't realize that my target audience was over there, let alone that I you know, I don't have to dance and do something stupid like you, everybody thinks that's what TikTok's about. And so I've just gone over there and my audience has grown. I mean, I'm almost at 100,000 followers. And, you know, it's been a blend of kind of alternating dating advice in a video form with, you know, I just try to apply some humor to dating because I think too often we do all take it too seriously. And sometimes we just kind of have to sit back and kind of laugh about the stuff that we go through. And so, I'll um, incorporate sitcom monologues and tie them to dating and I'll lip sync the monologue and, and tie it to something in, in, that we all go through in dating. So it's actually a lot of fun. They're so funny. I love them all. You did such a good job oh, thank with them. You. It's so addictive to jump on there and you find so many creators that are so creative in what they do. Tell us your TikTok handle again. It's my full name with a period in between first and last. So Daniel.Herald. Daniel is now using his dating experience to help others. I have this club called the Intentional Dating Club. I've created a membership-only club. It's $10 a month. And what I do is I help educate and empower both men and women that are intentionally dating, that, that really want to, kind of goes back to before you start dating, really fill yourself with knowledge on how to navigate it safely. And so I go in there and I really just kind of download everything that I'm learning in terms of tips and great articles. But I brought in these dating coaches and matchmakers and I've got a sex therapist. I've got all these people that are truly like experts in the field. And we'll do live Zooms once or twice a month with these groups. And we'll just allow the people in the club just to ask these men and women questions about dating and, you know, how to navigate it, you know, any topic. And so, I you know, it. I started this in January and, um, you know, I think I'm a little over 150 members. And so it's, it's really been great because what, what is lacking in dating is community. Uh, no different from divorce when I created a divorce community. People want people that are in the same stage going through dating to talk to. A lot of times they don't want to talk to their friends because they get a lot of bad advice and their family is all nosy. So they don't want to talk to their, their family. And so I, I create a community in which people can share and ask for advice. And then I come in and educate them. 
They can find it on Instagram in my bio. I love what you're doing. Thank I you. love that you're telling the stories and educating. And I just think that we just had more people that would really just learn the, the steps because the, the steps aren't that difficult to really protect yourself from romance gaming. Romance gaming isn't going away. It's a big business. It's a half a billion dollar business just in the United States alone. So they're going to continue to be out there and they're going to have better tricks and you just have to be vigilant and educate yourself on all of the things that you can do to, to make sure that you're vetting people in a proper way. So I asked you guys about dating on the Scammer Stories Facebook page. Andy said he doesn't like when women post pictures of their children. He says he prefers for a woman to be upfront about having children, but protect their pictures from predators. One of Daniel's pet peeves that he posted on social media for women to stop posting pictures of bikinis on dating apps. Let a man work a little bit for that, he says. And me personally, I don't like the shirtless selfies in a dirty bathroom or the heavy, you know, filters. I think we've all gotten to that point. By the way, I posted a picture of one of my online dating mistakes that's a little embarrassing. I didn't realize at the time that Tinder pulled profile pictures from Facebook. And so one of my three pictures was me in kiss makeup. It was from an app. And I used it for my profile picture temporarily because I thought it was funny. It's a miracle that I found my husband with that pic. The most recent research on adult dating from the Pew Research Center, which was before the pandemic, has some not so happy highlights. So here are just a few of my takeaways. 15% of U.S. adults say they're single and looking for a committed relationship or casual dates. Now, that seems a bit low considering the high number of divorces, but not everyone wants another relationship after a divorce. Here's another one. Half of single adults say they're not looking for a relationship because they have more important priorities. 47% say dating is harder now than it was 10 years ago due to risks like scamming or a threat of physical harm. Two-thirds of single people say that their dating life isn't going well. Distance and debt are the two biggest turnoffs. The third, this is crazy, if you voted for or against Donald Trump, shows up as third. Uh, one in 10 adults in a relationship says that they met their partner online. Now, don't forget, you can reach me on the Scammer Stories Facebook page or go to scammerstoriespodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, Scammer Warriors.